Yo, what's going on everyone? It's Brian and Jim here with Drinking Beer and Play Game, and welcome to another episode of the Power Hour. Yes, welcome to episode 145. Happy New Year 1 and all first new Power Hour of 2022. Brian, how you doing? Oh wait, you have COVID. <laughs> yeah, uh, still on the recovery. I was telling Jim right before this, turns out I had the cold or flu on top of COVID. So I got the nice double whammy, as you can probably tell from my voice. Still congested as all hell. Still can't taste anything, which is why tonight I am enjoying... You know, I live on the edge, Jim. You oh, know that. As always. So I'm having some Gatorade Female Sub-Zero. Do you get it? Female? Oh. Oh. Get it? Frost? Oh. See what uh, I did there? Uh, uh -huh. So... Uh -huh. Uh -huh. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't... I mean, the flavor doesn't... <laughs> Jim, COVID can't take my sense of humor. <laughs> uh, most things can't, Brian. <laughs> um, so yeah, so basically, I'm. It doesn't matter what I drink because I can't taste it. But goddamn, do I really want to drink a beer and be able to taste it? I had my first. I actually had a Mad Elf when I had my brother over, and it was useless having it. It made no difference. Ah, super spreader. <laughs> well, he actually just got over his. So ah. <laughs> The immune meets the sick. Dueling variants. Yeah. <laughs> what about you? What are you drinking tonight? Uh, I actually, this is the first time in ages I haven't had like something on the ready or like a random box. So clearing out some randos. So got my last sink towel. I'll mm -hmm. hit the old mini fridge. Uh, for those who didn't catch the episode last time, I had this. Think of Rolling Rock, but from China. So there you go. Uh, but yeah, it's tasty little lager. And yeah, whatever the hell else I pull out of my mini fridge. Remains to be seen. Ha <laughs> <laughs> So, Jim, now it's the new year. Um, I know we'll New year, get new to me? Damn it. Don't worry. We'll get back to our uh, New Year's resolution list. Right. New year, but, um, new bonus episodes? Uh, yeah. Yeah. We're definitely currently in the works. Um, as we've alluded to in the last episode, we had the little teaser um, with our good buddy... Um, Nick, Jesus! No, I no, I know. I was I was trying to think. Should I say Nerdy Nick? Should I say Nick? Like I couldn't decide which name I wanted to say. What's his name? <laughs> so yeah, we're gonna be doing a bonus. Um, did we decide? Are we doing it Patreon exclusive or just yeah, a Patreon bonus? exclusive? Um, it'll be I believe we said five dollar tier. Make it a little more worth it for the five dollar and up people. So yeah, uh, once a month. That's the plan. We'll be doing. A little bonus episode with our buddy Nerdy Nick. We've wanted to do something with him a little more consistently, so figured it'd be the perfect opportunity. And we'll be reviewing some different piece of media other than beer or video game related. So yeah, uh, most likely movie or TV show or some kind of crap. Exactly. We're gonna get Jim cultured and make him watch good TV and movies. <laughs> Sorry, baby, we gotta watch my show tonight. <laughs> do it for the fiends. So yeah, definitely excited about that. Um, First one will be dropping later in the month, so we'll let everyone know when. All that be posted everywhere, yep. blah, blah, blah. But, Jim, we, uh, you know, we mentioned the fact that we do have our resolution, but have you been able to kick off the new year with any games? Anything new? Anything fun? Uh, I had a busy <laughs> week, and I've been a little bit of a sniffle bitch myself, so I've not been feeling all that up. Uh, I took a bunch of tests, so I'm negative, so whatever that means. But, so, you know, cold, flu, whatever. But haven't played a ton. The most I've done is just a lot of grinding in Zelda. And because I am a dum-dum. So Zelda 2 is on my list. And I was having a 
bitch of a time with the second dungeon in Zelda 2. And I was like, how is this difficulty curve so goddamn bad? It's and ridiculous. I spent, and I spent hours grinding to realize that there was a spell in the town beforehand that would have made life a lot easier. Yeah, I was going to say, I said, if anything gets too hard in that game, you probably miss something. Yeah, that's exactly what happened. So, because yeah, I remember from the AVGN video, he's like, "Yeah, the first, he's like, yeah, once you get to Death Mountain, then they, then the shit really kicks up." I was so leveled up by that point, I just blew through Death Mountain. That was nothing. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, now I'm working my way towards the third real dungeon. No, oh, no, I did the third. I'm towards the fourth. That's what I'm doing now. Any thoughts so far? I think it's better than people give it credit for. I think the reason most it gets to hate it gets is because it's very unfriendly in the early game. That's probably the biggest problem with it. Like, and, like, yeah, it's not the prettiest NES game. And it's definitely, like, you know, it's it's bland looking. And it's definitely a real departure from, like, you know, what you think Zelda should be. But I think it's fine. I think it's pretty decent, actually. Do you like it better than the original? I might say yes. Because you want to know why? Because you like to be a contrarian? No. Because, <laughs> the, well, besides that. But, partially. But even though the difficulty is bullshit, I'll take mm-hmm. bullshit grindy difficulty that I can, like, God damn it, I didn't turn my heater off. I will take <laughs> bullshit grindy difficulty that I can overcome just by, you know, hard work over completely cryptic fucking light every single bush on fire kind of bullcrap or, you know, figure out the pattern of the graveyard that, with no hints and shit like that. So mm. I just hate how cryptic the first Zelda is, even if it is a better adventure and a better, probably a better, it's a better adventure game overall, but... Yeah, but that crypt, I mean, we've talked about it. The cryptic shit in that game is, was strictly meant to sell shit. Like, it's not like cryptic, like, I look at Resident Evil as a cryptic puzzle game. And I was able to figure those puzzles out as a kid by myself. I didn't need a guide. Mm-hmm. Games like, like yeah, original Legend of Zelda. That was just, I, that was a Nintendo power seller. Yeah, exactly. So, I can, I can actually see that. That makes sense. I think soundtrack's still better than the first one. I don't know. They're kind of comparable. The second sound, the second game soundtrack's really It's not good. bad. Yeah, I don't. I'm not trying to say the second one's bad. I just I think the classic, like same way I feel Super Mario Bros. the original. I think the soundtrack gets better through second and third, but I prefer that first one. That yeah, original that sound. Yeah. yeah. Nice. But yeah, so, that's really been about it. Hopefully, if I'm feeling better, I'll get back to Plague Tale, and then you know start banging in on some of those other resolution games that we will get to. Yeah, uh, so we, we definitely will get to resolution games, but I'm. Can I throw a little caveat on top of my resolution? Nah, and I want to see if you're willing to as well. No, <laughs> just hear me out. So last year, and Jim, you just re- you had your video released not long ago, and the link will be below for the games you beat last year. And you beat what'd you say, twenty five? Twenty four. Twenty four. Um, I want to challenge myself to see. Can I beat 50 games this year? Jesus. But let me do one caveat. Now, beating a game meaning you actually, like, so it's got to be, like, obviously single player, not just you played it. But if I happen to, for whatever reason, go back and replay Castlevania and beat it again, that counts in it. It doesn't have to be 50 brand new games. Just if I go back, because there's a lot of games I do tend to go back and, for whatever reason, play. But I want to see, can can I do 50? Now, what do you think you could realistically, number-wise, knowing you did 24 last year, well, that was and you weren't 20... even trying? Yeah, I wasn't really trying. It was just like just like randomly hitting shit up off the backlog and crap like that. 
Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, if I include stuff that I just randomly go to just as, like, to relax and play... <laughs> Think you can do the 50? Do yeah. it. Do I'll give it a shot. Club. What the hell? Give it a yeah. shot. So, with that being said, um, I'm already down three games, <laughs> and we are recording on the fourth. Now, granted, Man, one of the games... really did you well, didn't it? Shit. No, well, one of the games that made us gear, which I started technically last year, but I just finished uh, two days ago, a horror game, it's... I'll use a gymism. It's fine. Yeah. It's not bad, um, but it just it just borrows so much from so many other games. If you like first-person horror games that you don't fight really fight back and you just do a lot of sneaking around it's for you it's got a really cool soundtrack outside of that i probably can't recommend it and it is funny that is the same company that was going to do that gamer girl game which they later canceled. really mm, wales interactive um did they officially cancel gamer girl so that's what it looks like ah, um, yeah i know <laughs> i wanted the rage because they apparently did a few other games that were full uh, FMVs, like the way the Gamer Girl was going to be. So I guess they that must be a proprietary technology. They, they're doing a lot of games in that style. So Interesting. I, I did that. And then the other two, you'll understand why I beat two more games. Um, recording for future review, uh, the Aliens arcade game, and then Alien 3, the gun game arcade game. So it no. was just two little arcade games. Each one took like 30 minutes. Yeah. But I blasted through both both of those. So, yeah, that's basically been it as far as my gaming for the past week or so. Pretty pretty subtle overall. Yeah, not too bad. Making advantage of a shit situation, so why not? It's all we can do, Jim. It's all we can do. <laughs> right, that's called life. <laughs> um, but we actually forgot to mention, Jim... We made a little appearance in one of our buddies' videos. Oh, yeah. So, funny enough, after our last episode, when we did all the shout-outs for um, all the appearances that we made on different uh, shows, the very next day, uh, our buddy uh, Tony Brazel, Brazel the Gamer, dropped his best games on the Super NES uh, video. And we had recorded that ages ago, and even he says, he's like, yeah, it took me a while to get this out. So, yeah, but it was funny. It was, like, the ex very next day. I was like, son of a bitch. So, <laughs> link will be below. Definitely check that out. A lot of great people in that video. Yeah. No, it was a lot of fun. You get to see me with a good pick and Jim with a stupid pick. So, yeah. Two great picks. <laughs> Nobody should pick a pinball game as the best Super NES game. That goes without saying, Jim. Not saying it's the best, but it's <laughs> one of my favorites. Thing one people should check out. Get them all cheap. Going up, Jim, up, up. Jim, I'm just going to say the title of his video is the best of any Super NES. Yeah, well, that was nice. <laughs> well, thank you once again, bud. We appreciate <laughs> you having us on that. So that was a fun little record. And by the way, Jim, I did watch that video of your interview with oh, Natalia. <laughs> oh, Jim. Oh, it's oh. embarrassing. It is bad. <laughs> and I like you're the guy with the nose out of the mask. Oh, yeah. And. I was just like, oh, Jim. Oh, yep. oh, Jim. <laughs> and, I mean, that had to be 5, 6 o'clock at the latest. Like, that was early. And I was like, holy fuck. Did you know you were going to see her and do the interview? Or was it completely, truly on the spot? It was on the spot. Okay. Yeah, it wasn't like there. I was, it was like, hey, come back later for an interview. 
Like I saw I saw them earlier because I knew them from like some other shows and like Twitter and stuff like that. Yeah. But then they were going around doing interviews and like, hey, do an interview. I was like, all right. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> I know it's true too. I can't even. Yeah. Damn you, Jim. God. Damn you. Yep. <laughs> Getting this blacklisted left and right. <laughs> All right, Jim. Well, we mentioned it enough, but we should ju- jump into it. So, our New Year's resolution game list. What uh, what do you got for yours on on it so far? All right, on my list. So, for those who didn't listen to last week's episode, we're each picking ten games that we never beat before that we are doing our resolution to beat in this year of 2022. Where that? How did Jim, I? Jim, can my you list? say can you say that all again? <laughs> yeah. Now, so basically we made a thing, let's be, New Year's Resolution, beat 10 games. Yep. Beat 10 games we've never beat before. So, my games, as I already mentioned, Zelda 2. And I'm throwing in a Metroid with Metroid Dread. And we talked about it, I'll do fucking Uncharted 2. I'll give it a goddamn chance, it's apparently the best one. So, I'll give that the old college try. Even though the fates are against me, because my goddamn dog ate my goddamn PlayStation 3 controller. So, now I need to get another PlayStation 3 controller. <laughs> Damn it, Jim. So, uh, also a Plague Tale. I'll finish that off. Uh, Legendary Axe 2. I've gotten to the last boss and never beat it, so I'm going to beat that this year. You never beat that? No. Huh. Uh, okay. Yeah. Uh, you know what I never got around to playing? Fucking super hmm. hot. So I'm finally going to play that this year. Ooh. Yeah, and, th- and I mean, now it's a trilogy, I think, so. No. Well, I'm just doing the first one. <laughs> Damn it, Tim. And here's another one that I never, like, fully played all the way through, man. Probably should have by now. Castlevania 4. So that's on the list. Uh, Also started, since I started playing it a little bit, I'll finish off Blasphemous. And another one of those ones that's like, oh, you never played it, you know, this combination. I'll finally get around to doing Sonic 3 and Knuckles. So I've beaten Sonic 3 on its own before, but not the full with Knuckles add-on extra level bullshit. So I'll Mm. get that full experience in me. And I and last up, Halo Wars two. I loved Halo Wars one. Never got around to playing two, so I want to sit down and play that. I loved what they did with and like. I'm not expecting great things because I heard nothing about it, so yeah. it definitely came and went. But I still want to see what it's like. Okay, no, it's that's a solid list. Um, with that Halo Wars, will you play it on your laptop? Because you can just do it through your Game Pass, probably. I, sh- I should, but I have it for. Xbox One, so I'll just do it on Xbox One. Like, they were made to be RTS games played on a console, so at least that's what the first Halo Wars was. And it's funny, because you told me how much you love that game, you let me borrow it, and it just, I did not, I I didn't like playing an RTS on the console. Like, I love RTSs, and then I tried, and I was like, yeah, it just didn't click with me. Yeah, I mean, if you're like a hardcore, hardcore, like, it's very simplified, but to, you know, make up for being on a console, but... I, th- I yeah. thought what they did with it as a conversion was a good job, so I'll see. Nice. So I mentioned with mine, I'm going to first off clear out a lot of my PS4 catalog. So I have the newest God of War. I want to beat that fully. Um, Bloodborne, that's going to be a tough one. You've been working on that for ages. Yeah, and I-, I can't even decide, like, do I just restart it at this point and commit to it? Or try to remember what the hell I was at and what I was doing. It's it's hard to decide. Um, Horizon Zero Dawn, another game I started, I absolutely loved, um, but I want to finish. Days Gone, I never actually played or you beat. You never finished that? Mm-mm. Oh, I, thought you- I, I, I played the demo, and then I never actually got it new, 
and then mm. I got it new, and it, it was just like, you know, like all of my, a lot of my new games, it's like, shit, I just gotta beat other stuff. Right. Um, this one, I, I'm gonna need to borrow from you, and I only played as a kid very, very, very limitedly. Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time. Oh. Okay. I need to see, is it actually the jizz fest that everyone thinks it is? Well, Brian, why don't you just get Nintendo 64 online and play it in better graphics? I absolutely will not. Right. <laughs> um, the next one is a lump of games, but it's going to be basically every other Resident Evil I own that I haven't already beat. So I got that one... Um, uh, remember, I, uh, not Dead Aim, but the PS1 shoot first-person shooter. Sur uh, Survivor? Yeah. I, that, I'm going to... I'm obviously not buying them physical, but I want to play the Resident Evils on the Game Boy. <laughs> oh, yeah. Ga ga yeah. Gated, I'm guided, never going to pay that much. Ridiculously expensive. Though. I know. Yeah. So, I'll call them just the like leftover Resident Evil games I never beat. Uh, Mass Effect 2, because you keep telling me that's the best one. And it is available now on Xbox Pass, so mm -hmm. why not? Uh, Witcher 3, another game. It's One like, I never I, touched. One I'm like, I'm never going to have the time for that. <laughs> I started Witcher 2. I enjoyed it, but like from everyone I talk to, they're like, yeah, the combat, everything you don't like about Witcher 2 gets better in Witcher 3. And I already broke my seal of like, usually I have to start at the beginning. But Witcher 1 is apparently like just PC and kind of really sucks compared to them. So I'm like, fuck it. I'll just jump to Witcher 3 and beat that. All I ever uh, heard about Witcher 1 back in the day was because it had, like, the trading cards with the boobies on them in-game. In, like, in <laughs> That's, like, the thing everyone talked about. I never heard anything about the actual game itself. So Yeah. And uh, Bioshock 2. I, need I to love play Bioshock that 1. Yeah. yeah. That and, like, I was going to put Infinite in here, but I'm not going to put a stretch goal. And then finally... Um, Similar to Resident Evil's, I want to go through and beat all the Halos that I never beat single-player campaigns. And that even includes Infinite because it's available now. So yeah. I want to go through and... Because um, I beat the original three. And then, other than playing some multiplayer, like I completely fell off. And I actually really enjoyed the campaigns. So I remember what? Threes was really, really... Well, shit, is Three or Two the one with the Flood? All of them really had the Flood. I, I mean, one, one introduced a flood. Yeah, I, I thought I can't remember which one of those campaigns I remember really blew me away. But, um, yeah, I don't even know how many Halo games are there. Uh, one, two, three, ODST, Reach, Wars, four, five, Infinite, Wars 2. I guess that's the canon. Like, so I'll titles. probably not include wars and i'll probably just do the fps ones yeah um but like i said i think they're another series like all of them are on game pass so i'm like why not do it while i can yeah might so. as well uh, yeah what do you call it? i still need to play five actually i hear that's the worst one and i hate it yeah. four but yeah and everyone's saying right now infinite is really good and it's like that's what i'm hearing yeah yeah i might i want to i want to give it a go jim you know one game that that wasn't on your list but you know you're gonna have to play is uh, aliens, Fire Squad, and Colonial Marines. <laughs> oh, oh, I know. We're gonna be getting to those reviews, so mm -hmm. I could have made life easier and thrown them on there, but that's you know homework. So and plus, you're gonna need them to get to your fit level fifty club. They will be part of the level fifty club. Once again, Jim, another reason I need to get another goddamn PS3 controller. Thank you, Miller. Jim, that's our uh, 
that's our, our little hashtag for this year. Join the Low 50 Club. We'll get a shirt made up, and it'll have your face on it with the simple gym. <laughs> I accept it. <laughs> that's the Level 50 Club. <laughs> that's the reward. <laughs> so, yeah. That, um... It'll be interesting. Um, Saw this all around, I'll say. Yeah. Drink ourselves off a little. So, all right, Chambers. Now, one thing uh, we definitely have to be very thankful for is we have a new Patreon. And yes, new patron, Derek yeah. Moore. Thank you so much for signing up. Appreciate it, bud. I think he signed up just to see your video. <laughs> hey, you know what? That goddamn video is worth a fucking dollar at least. So I encourage everyone to spend a dollar to see me die on a hot ship. So uh, what else we got this week, though, from our awesome patrons? Yes, patreon.com slash drink a beer and play a game. Where for as little as $2 a month, you can ask a question and we'll answer on each and every single one of these Power Hour podcasts. First up from Gamer Astral, biggest holiday travel pet peeve doing it yeah doing it sucks um you know what like when you and whoever you're with aren't in sync when it's time to go Ooh. like when you know it's like all right especially having kids like when the kids are really up and i'm up to here and i'm like all right it, it's time we've been here long enough and you mention it and then if they're still dicking around talking you're like we've been here long enough it's time. It's time to go, and they're either purposefully not paying attention to the signals that it's time to go, <clears throat> or I just make it really obvious, and I'm at the door with my coat on. Like, come on, time time to go. So yeah, that that's probably my biggest pet peeve. It's not a major one because it's not always an issue, but in some situations, and Jim can appreciate what I mean. Oh, I know. It's, it's an issue. So. Oh, I know. Yeah, that's probably that's probably my biggest one. What about you, Chambers? Um, just back in the day when I used to make like four trips in a day on like Thanksgiving <sighs> and Christmas and shit like that, like you driving too all much over the goddamn city. So, I'm glad those days are done, basically. So. But yeah, like multiple stops in holiday traffic. That is my pet peeve. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to think. Other than that, though, yeah, because everything else like traffic is cliche. That, um, is there anything else that's? Because I don't really go far ever for any holidays. Luckily, so I don't have to. Yeah. No, I don't have like, you know, the bullshit with the airports or, like all those you know fucks in Virginia right now who are stuck on I ninety five. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And the general... You know what? Just the general planning sucks, too. Oh, yeah. Who's, who's coming well, no. where? Here, who's here's the, here's the thing about the planning, because I'm sure it's the same with you. It's mostly handled by the, the wife's side, and mm -hmm. they're the ones who are also stressing out the most. And you're like, well, maybe we shouldn't be going to so many places, and then you wouldn't be stressing <laughs> out so much. But it's like, no, 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 no. We got to do this, and then we got to do this, and it's like, you don't have to do all that. Yeah. I mean, not 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 that I'm happy at all that I got COVID, but that put a halt to all traveling. So I was like, "It is what it is. I can't do. I can't do anything." So, yep, my wife yeah. listens. So, hi, baby. <laughs> You're gonna get a talking to, Jim. <laughs> she knows. She knows what she does. Nah, but great question, though, dude. Yep, definitely very relatable. Next up from Michael Soto. If you had to choose one game system to play for the rest of your life, what system would you pick? Oh, yeah. 
I don't know if that was a sneeze or a cough. Cough. Okay. Um, nice, healthy, phlegmy one. I, I guess can I guess we'll have to eliminate the easiest one, which would be PC. Well, yeah. Well, let's eliminate the the PC and let's eliminate like you know all the backwards compatibility options. Let's keep it. Like, well, no, no, no. See, that's uh, where I feel like that you got to be able to use that. Like, like if I have so Xbox if it comes one, with the system, basically. If it if like okay, I think of like with Xbox One, I can purchase if Sega releases a a pack of games or re-releases it on Xbox One, and I can download it. Yeah, as long as you're not, like, putting an external thing into it. Like, if it's available on its marketplace or something, yeah, that counts. All right. But just not PC, because then PC's everything. Right. Um, I, I, yeah. I, you can't not, in my opinion, go with a modern console. Um, I, I guess I'll just have to go Xbox One just because I know the availability of the games, and... They're going to just keep, like, things will keep on being released for older consoles, like, even if it's a collection pack. So, yeah, I guess I guess got to go Xbox. Well, I'd say Xbox Series X (laughs) if I could get it, but, yeah. Um, I guess I'll keep it a little, I'll I'll try to keep myself to non-internet stuff. So if I'm gonna do like non-internet, I'll say really like PlayStation chances. Two, huh? Oh, really? Yeah, hmm. just because you get PS Two and PS One, and then between them you get about like fifteen thousand games. So yeah. you'll have enough selection to last you the rest of your life at that point. Yeah, non-internet PS Two would have been mine because that's yeah. also my largest collection. But, but yeah. yeah, if I'm doing internet and I'm cheating like that, then yeah, give me fucking Game Pass on an Xbox, and then there you go. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's a, it's an interesting question. Um, yeah, that would suck. But like you said, <laughs> if you have PS2, then you get yeah, fifteen thousand games. You'll find something you like. Mm-hmm. Now, good question though, bud. Yeah, for sure. Next up from Burn Retinas, what are your favorite and least favorite black box NES games? Ooh, la 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 la. Let me relook up all the titles so I don't miss any. Yeah, same here. All 30 games. All right. Um, so, f- mine's easy. My favorite is Super Mario Brothers. Right. My least favorite is probably... Huh. Well, let me ask you. Gyromite. Is that the thing that required Rob the Robot? Yeah, Gyromite and Stack Up. Yeah, so probably one of those just because you would need a peripheral for it, but if I'm going games I actually played, then I'd put probably Golf. I don't know if I hate Golf more or Urban, or Urban Champion more. Or like, We had or, fun with Urban or, Champion. If you have a buddy, it's fun. Golf's just yeah. kind of painful in general. You know what? I fucking... I do not like uh, Goddamn Ice Climber at all. And they just throw it into every goddamn thing. That's one thing I actually never played. I mean, I know of it, but never played it, so I can't really say yay or nay to it. Yeah. But golf but, uh, is rough. <laughs> golf is very rough. But yeah, I mean, I guess my favorite will have to be Super Mario Brothers, too. Like, it's if, tough if, not if, to If, have I, if I did say, like, second, my second favorite probably be, like, Kung Fu. Kung Fu's great. Yeah. And then. Excite Bite was always really fun. I never, I didn't, I never spent enough time with it, so all I do is crash. 
So that's when I have to like <laughs> sit down and like learn. All I do is crash in that shit. I just yeah. like building the different tracks and fucking with your friends with the built tracks. Yeah, true. Like Mock Rider's fun, pro wrestling's fun. So no, there's some decent <coughs> stuff in there. Nice. No, that's a great question, Burn. Yep, for sure. So yeah, but or I'm surprised you didn't jump on like ten yard fight for uh Elisti. I you know what? I as odd as it sounds, like there's a nostalgia for like that being like the first sports games we looked first sport game we looked at. Yeah. And it's not good by any stretch, no. but I, I would take it over a golf any day. I would agree with that. Yeah. So, all right. Next up from 5th Gen Mook. Uh, speaking of Mook, his Patreon request video just dropped this past Monday for Alien Trilogy, Woo-hoo! so make sure to go check that out. Uh, if one franchise was being removed from the past existence, which would you rather keep? Mortal Kombat or Resident Evil? Oh, I feel attacked. Ooh, ooh this Brian. Is like a he direct- went for jugular. This is a knife in my gut. This might be the best Patreon question we've ever had. Son of a bitch. I mean, if you remove either one, I I mean, you remove the best fighting game franchise, and yeah, don't don't even give the eye, Jim. I saw that stupid eye thing. It is. There's one good game in Street Fighter franchise. Um. But then you remove Survival Horror, my favorite video game of all time. So for... Fuck. (laughs) I guess I have to say Resident Evil would be more devastating to lose because of my nostalgia for it. But then I would essentially probably not play any... Because then you won't even get Injustice, which is arguably the second best fighting game in the current gen in the past decade behind Mortal Kombat games. So... Yeah, then I just, I guess I'm not really doing fighting games that much. So, yeah, I guess I'd have to get rid of Mortal Kombat, but that, that breaks my heart so much. Yeah, yeah oof, that is tough, though. That is that is a humdinger right there. I guess I'd probably keep Mortal Kombat, though. I think just because <coughs> I've spent the time throughout my life with Mortal Kombat. So, there's definitely a little bit more nostalgia there. Like, I basically grew up with it, and it's still quality franchise today. Only had a few bumps, so. Oh, I think can't really go wrong either way. I was gonna say I think Mortal Kombat has overall been a better franchise than Resident Evil in all the games that have been released. Probably, like obviously all the spinoffs of Resident Evil or Mortal Kombat were bad except for Shao Monks, and four wasn't great. And you know I had fun with Deception and Armageddon, even though. Deception's pretty good. Armageddon's a little rough, but that's because they try to cram so much shit in there, too. Yeah, but, yeah, like, but then again, like, the revival of Resident Evil with Resident Evil 2 Remake and Resident Evil 3 Remake, and then 7 and Village, they're, like, turning their shit around, so. If you want some variety, if you want some variety with your survival horror, you definitely get it with Resident Evil. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But damn, man, that that, that was cold. That was cold, Mook. Mook, keep that up. Keep uh, killing Brian. No, give, Never do give, give, give Jim hard one. No, you love me. I'm too cute. Don't do it. <laughs> and last up from Tony Montana. If you could only pick one brew and one liquor that you would have for the rest of your life. Well, everyone's trying to, you know, cut, cut our balls Man, off from us. Man, wh- what the hell? <laughs> what would you pick? <laughs> new year, new us. Shit. Yeah. What would you pick that makes sense ABV-wise and financially responsibly? For me, I'd have to say Lagunitas Little Something Something for his beer since the 7.5% hits... That ABV and for liquor, it would have to be Johnny Walker Green, since it's so goddamn smooth. 
Obviously, I prefer blue, but that shit gets expensive after a while. Yes, it does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you're trying to be fiscal, fiscally... Responsibly. Yeah, you can't go with the most expensive shit. Beer... You know, I could think of a craft beer or something like super, but you know, honestly, I'm gonna go with something I I could drink all the time, <coughs> but then I'll also actually enjoy. So I got it. I'll go Guinness. Um, I stouts are my favorite, and that is extremely drinkable. The the obvious pub stout, mm-hmm. and it, and it honestly can be good in any weather. Now it's not ideal in spring or summer, so I'm not gonna love it. And I'll need ice cold. Um. But yeah, because I can't just go light beer. I can't be Jim and just have Keystone all the time. That is my answer. Uh, of course it is. That basically is what you live on. <laughs> if it wasn't for a site, that's all you'd live on. Possibly. Um, Get my essential sugars and carbs from it. Liquor, it's probably going to be Buffalo Trace. It's the most affordable and tastes the best of the bourbons I drink. Um, it's like the highest quality at that like 35 five to forty five dollar mark i can't remember somewhere in there um so yeah and i just won't be drinking it that much there you go and yeah for the for the liquor I, i'll probably do tolly like i do love me my tolly and it's good straight it's good with a mix it's you know not overly expensive all that kind of deal hmm. so i it's you know it's a solid Irish whiskey i don't think like i couldn't do like jameson straight it's a little too I was going to say, do you, I mean, I feel like you only drink Tully in shots. Actually, this past friggin' New Year's, I gave myself a nice little, uh, little treat for myself all night of straight whiskey. So I started finishing off that green spot that Michelle got us, and mm-hmm. then I switched over to Tully after I killed that off. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, see, like I said, I've never seen you drink Tully straight. i just seen you only do shots. Yeah. I mean, I threw some ice in because, you know, a little bitch boy like I am. Yeah. Need, need to take hmm. the sting off but... Interesting. Yeah, that would be... So you'd really go Keystone? Just complete flavorless? Like, you won't even go with... What, what's, what was your favorite Trogues that... Uh, the... My favorite Trogues is probably uh, Dreamweaver. F- yeah, I thought, yeah see, I thought you'd say something like that. I, I do love Dreamweaver, but, you know, then, you know, cost. You know, the cost builds up then. Right. For, you for don't one... think you would just... Tampered, right. like you're not right. going right. to drink one as case much of as you Weaver, I could have three cases of uh, what do you call it, Keystone, and never be without. Yeah, it's about quality, Jim. Yeah, and then I can get more sicky hangovers. I don't get that with Keystone. A nice, smooth, <laughs> enjoyable buzz all day long. Because all you're drinking drink is it, you're, you're drinking skunk down water. Four <laughs> percent ABV, just a nice little buzz I can ride all the way through. Ah, oh, goddamn it, Jim. Think a man's responsible, like that. <sighs> it's not right. It's not just a piss bottom of a barrel of uh, Coors Light. I mean, it basically is. <laughs> I mean, it completely is. But <sighs> yeah, what, you guys really, really cut our balls this week. Yeah, they make went, us they make hard these hard, us. hard decisions. <laughs> but now that wraps up the questions for this week. Thankfully, Jesus Christ. So, <laughs> thank you everybody for the questions as always. And once again, if you're new to the show. For $2 a month, you can ask a question. $5 a month gets you a game review and now bonus episodes. $10 a month lets you use our descriptions on YouTube as your billboard. Yada, yada, yada. So, and, of course, for if you just want to do a dollar, the occasional exclusive video, and a shout-out every week. Cheers, everyone. Thank you once again. Yep, for sure. And also, with the usual spiel, if you're new to the page... 
Please check us out on iTunes and Spotify. Leave a five-star review. If it's on iTunes, leave a comment down there. We'll read whatever ones you drop in there. Thank you, guys. Make sure you check out all those links below for sure. Yeah. It, it would support us a ton. All right, Chambers. So our first Gamers Mad of the Year. You threw up here from uh, hd.squareenix.com. Obviously, it's Square Enix New Year's letter from their president, who I'm sure I'm going to butcher his name, but Yosuke Masuda. And why don't you give the people a little little overview? Because I, I, I read it all, and it's interesting. So yes, Gamers Med, the recurring segment where we go through what pissed off gamers this past week and see whether we feel it's justified or not. And yes, so, he wished everyone a Happy New Year. And he also basically said that they're going to be integrating NFT technology into their upcoming games. They and sure did. Given and more specifically, just blockchain gaming in general. Blockchain incorporation in general, basically blah 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 about how it's the wave of the future. Kind of sucked off Facebook in their metaverse a lot in this. Which I was like, ugh, Christ. And, uh... You know, yeah, I still don't really understand what the metaverse shit is. Like, I... I not that I don't understand as I heard... I haven't looked up or read anything about it, and I don't even understand, like, so, even on a base level, I don't even, I just know the ner the name Metaverse. Everything I've gotten from it is, like, it's, like, what Second Life was, but Facebook doing it now? It's that That's weird. actually from the, like, the pictures I've seen when they talk about it, I'm like, that looks like a video, it looks like Sims or Second Life, but through Facebook. Yeah, but yeah, so as he's going around and talking about NFTs and blockchain games, saying stuff like games have traditionally involved a unidirectional flow whereby creators such as ourselves provide a game to consumers. By contrast, contrast, <laughs> by contrast, blockchain games, which have emerged in their infancy and are at this very moment entering a growth phase, no, they're not, are built upon the premise of a token economy and therefore hold the potential to be and to enable self-sustaining game growth. That was the line that I saw that I said, yeah, <laughs> fuck yourself. It's not about self-sustaining game growth. It's about you milking the player base as you incrementally. It's well, like what a ton of people do already with, like, the fucking, you know, season passes and shit like that. It's just the next thing of milking the customer, basically. It's a further thing of microtransaction. But, but here's what's interesting. He says, I see the play-to-earn concept that has people so excited as a prime example of this. No one likes Play to earn, I do, play to yeah. earn always turns into pay to win. Like, pay to yes, yeah. Like uh, they they know. Okay, so play to earn, like you and I have talked many times. We we hate it, hate it, hate it. All the DLCs, all the microtransactions, all this stupid shit. The fix was these free games play to earn. But when you realize, like, you literally have to dedicate so much time to unlock the shit that, yeah, okay, maybe I'm throwing five, ten bucks to get those skins that rightfully should be available in a game, I'll throw it at it. Because they know they're going to test people's patience, and the majority of gamers, and this is coming from us as 30-some-year-old gamers, yep. are still kids who have no patience, um... And then he goes on to basically say, like, I realize that some people who play they, they, to have they, fun... Oh my god, this paragraph is a treasure. ...and who currently form the majority of players have voiced their reservations. And basically then he says, but his other motivation here is people who play to contribute. This... No <laughs> one... Me. 
does that. This is where it got interesting to me, and maybe I'm trying to read between the lines. The only thing I find interesting is the user-generated content he's talking about. And what I see there is, like, when, when people do make mods, I see it on Steam all the time. I don't know about other consoles. Right. But when people do make mods, they, those are what I would consider someone who is a user-generated content. They do it out of love for the game to make it more interesting. They're not trying to make a profit off of it. They're just trying to make a game like... Uh, all the like uh, Total War games I play, they have like complete game rebuilds based on a fan thing they made, and they're making no money out of this. Now they're basically trying to incentivize these people to say, if you want to do that, you want to make a skin. Now you can earn off of it. So they're taking what is a cool, like fun community-based thing of modding, trying to capitalize on it so they can see a bottom dollar to other people doing better work on their games than their own people and getting paid for it that's where i went okay that's fucking ridiculous um yeah and here's my like his line is user generated content has been brought into being solely because of an individual's desire for self-expression and not because of any explicit incentive existed to reward them for their creative efforts I see this as one reason that there haven't been any major game-changing content that were user-generated, as one would expect. Fuck you! There has been a fuckload of mm -hmm. user-generated content for games, mods, bringing old games to life, user-created yep. sequels, shit like that. And you know what the reason that it hasn't been more of it out there? Because game companies like Square Enix shut it down. Especially mm -hmm. like Nintendo and people like that. It's not fucking the lack of people trying to do it. Yeah, it's people and getting slapped down every time they... Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that that's that's to me that complete bullshit line where I go, you know, I guess it would be kind of cool if people who did these things, if there was an option like maybe you could throw them a tip and it, and they could make something, but like it's not expected. And the level and hours I've seen, and even on Xbox, like when you can download the mods for Fallout and Skyrim, right? Those are all fan created mods and. Half the time, the very first mod fans create are bug, bug fixes for the entire fucking game. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, now you're trying to find force a monetization of that shit. Where it would be the same as, like, if YouTube... I mean, YouTube's monetization is a joke anyway. But, like, imagine if you couldn't upload to YouTube unless you agreed to monetize. Even if you didn't want to do it. Like, if I'm just on there trying to say, like, here's videos on how to fix things... And it's trying to be there helpful for people. Oh, they kind of do that now. Well, I, I mean, yeah, actually, yeah, they run ads on it. But I'm saying, like, it's just a weird, like, forced thing on top of it. And, yeah, like you said, nobody plays to earn, enjoys it. It's just that's another way to try to avoid having to pay more money for shit that should be free in the game. And now you're going to deal with these fucking NFTs and blockchains, which are just imaginary monopoly money which is only good within your goddamn universe so you're doubling down on just making people have to spend more money it's crazy yeah you're just putting a fancy term on like it, it, like it, we talked about before like fucking you know hats and team forgers and shit like that it's that again only it's just more i, I don't know it like I, it, 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 it's so, like I wonder how many hours they spent, like, combing... Like, they either spent way too many hours coming through and trying to make this sound as good as possible, or he wrote it in ten minutes and went, oh, people understand. 
from like I, a to, from a tone deaf corporate like mindset. Like I I I wow. Yeah, and like and, people are already yeah. pissed off enough at Square because of like the Final Fantasy Pixel remasters, which they sold for like premium prices, and people aren't happy with them because like yeah. the text is unreadable and different things, blah 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 blah, and only coming out on certain things. So yeah, Square's in a really weird place right now. What is going to be interesting? What's really going to suck is, and I unfortunately believe that uh, Nintendo will do this in the future. With Everyone will. Everyone is going to implement it. The cat's <laughs> out of the bag. Like I fully believe that everyone is like, oh, this is a fad that'll go away. It's not going away because it'll make rich people richer. And if there's any way for rich people to be made richer, it's going to be implemented into everything. I don't know. I, I, Whether it's in the game or not, this is where I do look at it as strictly just like skins that I'll never buy anyway. Right. As long as it's something that's not going to affect me, I don't care. If it's implemented in a way I can't play the game unless I interact with this shit, then I'll be pissed off. But yeah, yeah it's uh... and and here's the thing too, like you know it's gonna be like anything else where people can bitch all they want online. People see a trailer for Final Fantasy 16, they're all gonna jerk off and buy it. So yeah, yeah. oh yeah, well that's the biggest nothing problem. ever changes. Yeah, all the people, you can't, on one hand, bitch about NFTs and their damage they do and how fucking crazy energy hogs they are, and then turn around and be like, but I'm cool with this game company that wants to use it for this. Like, it's like, if you're really serious about being upset about it, don't buy shit from this company. Pirate it. Well, yeah, there's always that, too. I'm just, yeah, okay. But piracy is illegal, you can't... Tell people to go pipe me. <laughs> but if you stumble across tell- something or I'm- someone sends something to you, the guys. You do you, I'll do me. So, yeah, <laughs> no, I mean, this is one of those times where I'm definitely like, oh, yeah, everyone's got a reason to be pissed. This is completely tone deaf. So stupid. And then this pretty much leads right into something sent to us from our buddy Max, which. I didn't know about this at all. I didn't realize these were things. But, I didn't uh, know either. I didn't, like, so he, way, sent, he, he, he sent a tweet um, that comes to us from Chair G Tables. And it was basically talking about NFT fighting games. And the tweet says, I was looking into the NFT, into the NFT fighting game. And it got me curious on why the mechanics look janky. Then I discovered more NFT fighting games with the same mechanics and animations. Realized that they're all using a fighting game sample template for Unreal Engine. So, in the picture, it's got... I don't know what NFTs these are, but it's a monkey with a bull's jersey and a hat. It's a rhino in pants, and then I don't even know what the fuck the third one is. Yeah, it's I, some just buff, like, kind of banish looking guy, but... yeah. And they're all in the same exact pose, which anyone who's ever knows about any type of game development, Unreal Engine is like the number one engine for game development, especially from Steam. So it doesn't shock me. What shocked me, and I told Jim this, was I decided, let me do a little search on NFT fighting games. There really are a shit ton of just the most worst looking games I've ever seen. So, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. What's your take on this, Jim? 
It, I mean, I just kind of think it's hilarious. Like, it, it's kind of like that whole phase we had a couple years ago of, like, all, like, just the absolute bullcrap games <laughs> going up on Steam Greenlight. Like, the laziest kind of asset flips in the world. So, it's kind of just like that all over again, but they're just slapping NFTs on the games now, which I don't know how you really... I don't know how these work. I'll have to maybe do a little looking into it, but, like, do you have to buy an NFT and then, you know, trade some Ethereum to have... That's what I don't get. To have your board ape that you can use as your avatar in a fighting game, even though it's all the same fighting game. (laughs) Is the fighting game itself an NFT? I I am confused. So what's interesting is when I was looking up the NFT fighting games, it led into other shit. And this led me to the thing of I saw this one fighting game where basically you can buy or unlock all the skins and accessories for your fighter. Or if you user generate it, then you can sell it in their shop. Which goes then, you'll have millions of just shitty knockoffs of the same style. It's like Cheetah, Cheetah 2, Cheetah 3, which everyone's just going to create. So I'm just like, why? But here's the question. So that that monkey that's there, is that that's supposed to be the Bored Ape, right? Yeah. Isn't there like a million different Bored Apes now? Oh yeah, Eminem has one as his avatar on Twitter people got mad at him and is every single one supposed to be completely unique yep oh my god 100 percent unique i just right you you buy it for you buy it for one ethereum and then you sell it for 10 ethereum that's how it works brian uh, it just makes money it doesn't stop making money it's perfect what uh, but okay if i just decide to draw it why would i need to buy it because nobody owns here. Like, anyone owns a specific version of Board Ape, right? Yes. So I'm going to make my own version of Board Ape. What's to stop me from doing that? You can, as long as you get it on the blockchain and give it a specific thingy. That's that's the piece where I it loses me. But yeah, the to make I mean, I mean yeah, gentlemen, it's not the image itself. It's the fucking netcode behind the image that says, "Hey, this is this image and gotcha. the only one of this." That's what. It's, that's where the value comes from. <laughs> it's not value, Jeff. <laughs> oh, it's value, Brian. <laughs> Look, Brian, if I should add a fucking lazy lion board ape hybrid and I get you know ten Ethereum for it, I'm fucking selling that shit. <laughs> uh, I don't have standards. I wear morals. I have bills. Shit. God damn it. So, yeah, thank you, Max, for sending this to us, but it's, um... Yeah, it's something I had no idea even existed or how it works, even. I, I bet there's a NFT version of every game at this point. It wouldn't shock me. Not saying they're good, just saying there's probably people who are, like, trying to cash in on that, so... Yeah. I'm that's sure. crazy. Hi, when's there going to be NFT porn? I'm sure that's probably a thing, Jim. Probably in the works if it isn't there already. I sure, all your fungible titties, Jim. I want all of your your hentai turn NFT, so you can't watch it anymore. Right, right. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Chambers. So, um, I don't know if you're excited for this news. I've been seeing this a lot being posted all over, but uh, a leak, thanks to a- achievements. Um, for by the, true achievements or yeah, yeah. By, by by the true achievements um basically are confirming that goldeneye 007 is a port of it i'll call it is going to be coming to xbox so 
how many years ago was that like remakes that came out on like what did it come out on Wii or three sixty I think like was yeah it three sixty it was originally on Wii yeah I think you're right it yeah. was originally on Wii it was like GoldenEye Legends or something and then yeah. it got ported to three sixty something like that so now it's gonna I I don't know if I, I you know I read a little bit about it but. But that was like I, a remake where this is just kind of like a remaster of like the original game. Apparently, that's what I mean. Slapping on there. So we've talked about it. We know, you know, we, we both grew up the Golden Eye era. It is fun with friends. Are you excited about that at all? Eh. I mean, is I that even fill. something like, would you get the same enjoyment playing it online with friends? Eh. Especially you who screen watches. Ooh, taking taking away my advantage and my fun. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, it would be fun, and I mean, like the biggest problem with it at this point with Goldeneye is the control scheme. So if you bring that up to snuff for current day, it could be fun. It's got timeless maps to it, and I do like the idea of just making achievements out of the old time-based missions that we had from the old game, anyway. So, I mean, making yeah. achievements out of them is easy as hell. It's a smart idea. So, oh, for sure. And those are all things you want to do anyway to unlock the in-game cheats, which are always so fun. So, Yeah. I it's mean, smart, if, it's yeah. The right, if it's the right price point, I mean, I eventually hit Game Pass anyway. So, if it does that, then I'll download it. What the hell? But, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't mind seeing it cleaned up GoldenEye. Why the hell not? Still love it, but it's not something I'm, like, clamoring for. Like, mm. I, I had my fill of GoldenEye back in the day. So then, Jim, it's safe to say that leads into our final topic. It was obviously a, an easier one for me to put up here. But, you know, we like to th think of things as overrated and underrated. And what better topic than GoldenEye itself, Jim? I mean, we can take even into account historical impact. Um, you have to. I, but, I mean, you and I, we've gone back... And every once in a great while, breaking it out with some friends. Now, granted, it has to be kids that played it. Because I will say, if you try to bring someone in who's never played it. Oh, they're in for a bad time. They're not going to enjoy it. So it has no replayability for a new generation. It will strictly be a nostalgia. Um, well, they just got to get good. That's all. It's They'll be like, why would you ever play such a shitty game? I'd be Dark they're, Souls, they're, but I can't be Trevelyan. Well, when they're like currently, and I'm I'm pretty much talking more multiplayer. Single player is a lot of fun, I will say that. Yeah. But um, what do you think? Is it overrated or is it underrated? You know, I think I think it's underrated at this point. Like, there really? was a long time where you could have said it was overrated. But now, like, the popular thing to do is just to say, oh, GoldenEye sucks and it's always sucked. It's like, no, it didn't always suck. GoldenEye was the gold standard for console-based first-person shooters for a long time. And it basically changed the game. It, it aged terribly. So you can easily say it aged terribly and stuff like that. But to say it's, you know, overrated garbage is just, like, stupid. And it's like, you know, it's always coming, it's mostly coming from either the N64 haters or the PC snobs who, like, basically anyone who likes to say GoldenEye is overrated is someone who didn't grow up with friends and weren't able to, like, have those good times playing with friggin' multiplayer. So, if you didn't, like, fuck, for as shut, much of a shut as I was, I still had friends that I could play GoldenEye with. So, shit. So, like, yeah, I mean, and you still get a ton of content with it, so if you want to trudge through and get used to the control, 
then you have all the difficulty modes, all the gameplay modes, all the stuff to unlock, all the achievements, all the cheats. So, I mean, I just think it's still a solid game. It just hasn't aged well. Yeah. Um, I actually agree with you. I was hoping you were going to go overrate it. Um, now, let me make one very, very clear caveat. If you are one of those assholes who still try to contend that's the greatest FPS ever, then I'm going to smack you in the face and say, yes, it's overrated piece of shit. But only because of people like you. Like, the people that still swear by it and say it still it holds up as the greatest, no, not even with historical context. Like, if you gotta go with, like, no, you just just stop saying that is is my one problem and there's still no, like if you if you want to throw in like old fps games like i'll say fucking i would put doom and halo one any day over freaking goldeneye at this point yeah but, and that like that has always been my problem is you you and obviously you're the internet guy right. um i think the backlash of people wanting to shit on it is for so long they're trying to the Nintendo nerds who hated the Halo and Call of Duty fan base that were FPSs would just try and hold tight and say, no, GoldenEye is the best ever. Yeah. And I think the backlash was people saying, if you're going to say that, then I'm just going to say, that sucks. But yeah, like you said, the I had so much fun just doing the... Uh, single player campaign and finding every little secret you could. Oh, yeah. Like you said, trying to speed run it, finding little secrets, like trying, like just doing chopping, like just doing stupid challenges um, in there. Slappers, Brian. <laughs> you know what I mean. Oh, I know. And basically, like that was. I can't think of a FPS that I went back through the single campaign as much as that. I would um, probably have to. I as far as an FPS campaign goes, I definitely played that and replayed it more than any other one. Yeah, and the multiplayer, like Jim said, it goes without saying. <coughs> hours and hours of fun, but yeah, like, like unfortunately, every game on the N sixty four, it just does not age well. And I'm not even showing it. I mean, I love still No Mercy. No, I know back, it's, it's fair yeah. to say. Yeah, and GoldenEye is, uh, unfortunately, it's. A, and that's why, like, when I saw that it's coming to Xbox, I'm not getting that excited because, like, I think we're learning with any of these games are trying to report. Like, the magic is gone. Like, you're never... You might have, like, one night where you might sit down with some of your friends and even if you're playing online, oh, this is kind of cool. But, like, it's going to show its age really quickly and you're going to be over it pretty fast. Yeah, you know what? You know what a really good example of that is? Is the Perfect Dark remake that they did, or remastered that yeah. they did like 10 years ago. And they did a really good job with it. Like, mm -hmm. they cleaned up the graphics and they gave you multiple control schemes. Like, one emulated the old way, one emulates like current gen stuff. Yep. Really well done. I played it nobody, for like. Nobody an hour. cared. Yeah. yeah. Like, it was Perfect. fine. It was well done, but by then I was like, I don't care. I've done this. Yeah. So I think if this does come out, though, you're going to see the return to form of people first praising the ever-loving shit out of it, re-talking about how it's the greatest thing ever, prices for the original cart are going to go sky high, because everyone's going to go back and get it, um, and then you're going to see the backlash of people saying, like, no, it's actually still shitty. Shut up. But, yeah, like, yeah, I hope it's I a good port. Like, I would love to play cleanup versions of those classic maps. Like, those maps... Those map designs hold up for as rushed and as just, like, tacked on as they were. It's yeah. It's stupid fun. But, no, for sure, I would say 
it's 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 underrated and it does deserve it does deserve love and it it can still be fun the single player for sure can still be fun the multiplayer if you have the right crowd in the right mindset yeah that can be fun yeah it's funny if you like asked this like 10 years ago it would have been like oh it's overrated for sure but yeah if you ask now because like it's kind of almost like it's it, like if you look at all those like circa like 2013 like best of game all time lists mm-hmm. like when ocarina used to be number one and now everyone kind of shits on ocarina it's kind of like the same way there too so it's it's been weird how the old uh fifth gen's been uh beating around the bush these past uh decade yeah yeah well that's i'll be finding out for myself is, Ocar- out. is ocarina really worth it i don't know i'm still torn <laughs> Man, when was the last time I played Ocarina? <coughs> I think the last time I played that was, like... That was when I had family living with me. And, like, what do you call it? Uh, the, they, the the one kid would get, was playing it, and he would get stuck. And be like, how do I get past this? And I'd play it for a bit. And I'd be like, oh, yeah, this is still fun. But, again, you know, I played it a lot as a kid, so... Yeah, yeah. That's going to be that's gonna be interesting for me. Because even though I, I can definitely shit on a game... Or whatever, and then I can give it a completely fair, reasonable score. Unlike Jim, if Jim start, if Jim start, like when you do play Uncharted, you're gonna your opinion's already gonna be so minus in the negative that even if you do like it, you're only gonna give it like a two. No, I I want to be pleasantly surprised. I just yeah. fucking hated that first one so much. <laughs> I didn't even hate the whole thing. I loved the platforming. The combat was just so goddamn bad. Well, it was like half I don't. Half. I don't want to hear any motion sickness bullshit. I didn't get motion sickness from the first one. Shouldn't happen with this one either. Jim, if Goldeneye comes out though, I'm gonna still make you go to manual aim. Ew. <laughs> uh, talk about aimbots and aim assist. Everyone makes that like a big deal in Call of Duty. I'm like, have you played Goldeneye? <laughs> well, I mean, you also yeah to compensate for some things there, Brian. You mean like a bad controller? <laughs> controller it's time i mean playstation hat was out that's a better controller i think the don't even act like i think the dual shot came after golden I, I thought you're even without the dual shock don't you dare act like the playstation controller's not levels above n64 no n64 is better than the original playstation controller but when the dual but when the dual shot came out uh, the dual shock was better. all the stupidness comes out analog control Brian. analog control just damn it, Jim. So yeah, we want to hear. Are you guys excited for Golden Eye? Do you think it's overrated? Do you think it's underrated? Have you ever played it? I'm sure most of you have, but we really want to hear. That'd be weird to hear. This is gonna be someone's first time that like isn't a kid. I think there's gonna be yeah, lots of people that surprising. You know what I was surprised about when this uh, GTA collection, like the update collection, came out. The amount of streamers that like even we follow. Who had never played them? It's like their first time playing like uh, San Andreas and stuff. Yeah. And, and I'm like, and I'll just say, they're they they're also younger, and the cultural shock of dialogue and stuff that that I found that quite amusing. Welcome to Oz, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> so with that, wait, Jamers, I forgot to ask you actually. What uh, what was that new beer you were drinking? Uh, actually, the old uh, Two Roads Holiday Ale. So, had one of these guys left over. Is that from last year? Yes. Yes, it is. So, this is like a year and a half old beer at this point. Mm. I, actually, has a printed date of 
October 15th of 2020. True. <laughs> I don't think those are supposed to be aged, so how do they taste? Tasted fine. Tasted yeah. like a nice little, uh, you know, spiced ale, that kind of deal. So, it was still fine. I'll see how it rumbles in my tummy. I was going to have a Mad Elf, but for some fucking reason, anytime I drink Mad Elf, I sleep like shit. Like, I don't know if it's whatever the combination is in there, if it's, like, all sugared from all the uh, cherries and crap like that, but I can never, hmm. like, have a good night of sleep after drinking that, which is weird considering it's so boozy, but... Yeah, that's... Hmm. I mean, hey, alcohol affects everyone a little differently. Um, yeah. Gatorade Frost. It's the blue stuff. It's good. <laughs> Can't go wrong there. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, now we truly, truly appreciate all you sticking with us, and it is the beginning of the year. So if you are supporting us, we really appreciate it. If you want a chance to support us, as Jim said, we have all the different tiers with a lot more going to be offered at the tiers. So we truly appreciate you guys. The links are below. And if you're just watching us on YouTube, please be sure hit subscribe, hit the notification bell, Comment on our videos. We love talking back with you guys. Either Jim or myself will always get back to you. Yep. And the same goes for iTunes and Spotify. Please, if you haven't already subscribed, it would mean a world to us. Help us grow on those platforms. And if you leave us a five-star rating, we will mention it on the podcast and we'll talk about it. So be sure get those comments into us, guys. And with that, we want to say have a good night, everyone, and cheers. Cheers, everybody.